Hey, what's going on, good people? Welcome back to another episode of The Black Codes, the first one that we're recording this year. This is your co-host, Donald, here with the interestingly... With our... No. With our... I'm struggling right now, listeners. With our connoisseur of the spirits. Hi. Yes. And I did not want to edit that out. I'm just going to let it ride. (laughs) Okay. So our connoisseur of spirits. That should be like the title. That should be like... That should be like one of your titles. The connoisseur of spirits. One of mine. I'm like a connoisseur. We've talked about this before. I'm like a connoisseur amongst people that don't know anything just because I have like slight knowledge but amongst real connoisseurs I wouldn't even dare open my mouth about shit to be honest in my world this is the connoisseur of spirits but it is one of those things where like you get around people who learn about something and because you don't know anything about it they like know all this stuff and Mm -hmm. they're like the authority and then you know some people who don't know how to humble themselves like that walk around like yeah i know this that and the third thing about all this stuff and then they talk to people who actually know stuff and they look dumb or people that just don't respect the dunning kruger effect Mm -hmm. i had a moment at the turn of uh like last week beginning of the year and i was like all right how am i going to redo my personal education plan and there were some different topics and i was looking at and i was like these are things that like i feel like i know really well and that i want to like brush up on and then these are the other things that I don't feel so good about. And they were, like, starkly different things. And I was like, damn, these are some things that I talk about knowing a lot about. And I'm like, but I don't really know shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you do know, and I trust you, listener, that if you do know something, the moment you start questioning if you know anything at all about it, you are on the right path. Yeah. Once you realize you have no idea is when... You, it, because that helps you when you realize you have so much more to know, especially if you want to talk about something with any type of real authority. Yes, indeed. Um, but there are some things that we do know with real authority. Actually, I can't even say that because there's plenty of people that don't. I was going to say ourselves. We generally know ourselves, but there are plenty of people who don't. They have yeah. very low self-awareness, mm-hmm. very low just sense of self. Mm-hmm. But... I'll say is I've been in a process of learning about myself. And one thing that we were just talking about before, listener, I want you to tell us, what are the weird things that you do at home <laughs> when you're all alone that when you're in the safety and security of close friends, you let them see? I think the thing is, like, yeah, you can do things. I'm with you. I'm definitely with you. But you still have to, like, read the room and think about the friends that you're around. And if you're thinking about your friend and yourself, what is the joy that this is going to bring me versus, like, maybe the discomfort it's going to bring someone else, especially someone that I care about, someone that I consider my my close friend? If you're like, well, I'm in a safe space, fuck it, I'm going to do what I want, (laughs) that's not really fair to the other person, is it? Where does that line get drawn at what becomes um, something that's going to make the other person uncomfortable. I think the line might not get drawn until it happens. Mm -hmm. And if someone says, like, hey, I really just don't like this, and then the other person just kind of proceeds to say, well, fuck you, I don't care, and continues to do it, 
that's a line that you are actively deciding to cross. And you could follow up and say, well, why does this bother you? Because I really enjoy it for X, Y reasons. And then you continue that conversation. But if you just outright, like once someone tells you, hey, this is how I feel, and you decide to do either or, like that's where the line is mm. for me. That's what I think. So that sense of having regard for other people. So mm-hmm. we all like to do weird shit. For some reason, when earlier, like a few minutes ago, I decided to hand Savannah my, my laptop charger. And I, <laughs> <laughs> and I told her, what did I, crunchitize me, Captain. <laughs> and it just meant to plug it in so I could charge my laptop. And he did it with, like... <sighs> like actual he didn't just say that phrase like there was energy and like a voice (laughs) there was conviction behind that yeah (laughs) that was below the threshold yeah it was funny but i just wondered why and it is just like one of those things you do you've done it like in several episodes and there have been moments where you've done it and i've looked at you like okay (laughs) why did he just do that word but once you said that it was something that you do i realized he actually does do that quite often um i didn't know that that was a thing that you did for yourself i thought that maybe it was something you did to kind of engage your listener like just to kind of play around with the way that you communicate honestly that's what i thought it was for yeah, I mean, honestly, it's just, it's really like a knee-jerk thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's just something I do. I don't even always know that I'm doing it. <laughs> and like I was saying earlier, like, I only notice it. Ha- I, I don't always notice it happen until, like, it gets brought up. But it only happens when I'm in, like, a good mood. So it's not that I do it to energize y'all, though. I love to energize y'all. But it's definitely because I'm energized. Right. So it's a little different thing. But it's, it's those pockets of, like, things that are awkward that are okay i think people are scared to be awkward and they're scared of awkward moments and meanwhile you get on tumblr well i don't think people even use tumblr anymore i think you do probably i don't (laughs) but that's mainly because i've locked myself out and i just don't care to try to get back in is that site like almost as ancient as myspace now it's gotta I mean, be it's not as old, and there are definitely people that still use it. Mm. There are still people that use MySpace, though. But um, it's definitely not something that the people are running to mm. now. But you can go on subreddits mm-hmm. and read about awkward things. For people sure. are awkward. It's okay to be awkward. But there's some people who, um, they let their awkwardness hinder them and hold them back. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to be you. Yeah. So today, it is January the 9th. And you're like, okay, what's up with January the 9th? Well, what happened on the 6th? Yeah. Fucking craziness. Pandemonium. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I think black America was at home like, yo, what? (laughs) Black America, yo, I mean, comedy. We got comedy on Wednesday. So, first of all, we got, like, this groundbreaking thing with Georgia on Wednesday, right? With yes. With two senators. Actually, big shout-out to them. Yes, huge shout-out. Um, so, that's super, I mean, that's dope. That's amazing, right? And then uh, Congress is doing their thing, and they're fucking dealing with this election. They're counting these votes. And then what happens? People are, like, 
walking towards the Capitol building and then they're like on the grounds and then they breach the grounds and then they're like up the steps, they're climbing the walls and then they're inside the building and then they're breaking (laughs) doors and windows and they're in people's offices and they were saying they were smoking weed inside. There are reports that people took a shit. I don't know if that's like... I did hear about that. Yeah, it's all of this stuff happens and and we're sitting at home like... I will say, I feel like a lot of my black friends right now that I talk to, we're, a lot of us are all in the space of where the money resides. So that's where our focus has been. <laughs> and so this wild thing happens and we're just like, <laughs> um, you good? Word. Um, oh, I'm good. My mic was, so there's a button on the back of the mic mm-hmm. that I think I accidentally pressed. So it was catching all of you in the mic. And so I went and pressed the button and I had to go ahead and actually, you know, fix that. So now it actually sounds way different in my headphones. Word. So I am back to, this sounds like normal. Are we recording still? Yes, we're oh. recording. So are we going to edit this out? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> word, yeah. So just like, ant, like craziness happens uh, and we're sitting back kind of laughing and in disbelief. Obviously, you can't go anywhere, but not anywhere. But a lot of us went back to like the protest for um, racial equality and the, unar- the continued murder of unarmed black people and the clear difference between the police force expectation of like what this situation is going to be and then what happened on Wednesday. So I think we're all still, we're not even really, we haven't really came down from it yet. We're still up because now we're talking about impeachment and all this shit. There's memes, right? Yeah. We're not even asking. (laughs) (laughs) This is about to be foul. We're not even asking. For y'all to shoot them, like y'all, sh- like they, mm. like they shoot us. Mm-hmm. We're just asking y'all not to shoot us, like y'all don't shoot them. Exactly. You know, if it wasn't for internet, I'd probably post a meme that's like giving them the crooked face. Like mm-hmm. I didn't ask that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So we have this this situation happen. And, you know, we were going to talk about something completely different this weekend, but this is so big um, and kind of what we always want to do. It's in a weird way relevant. Yeah. (laughs) And what we always want to do is make sure people, this podcast is to ensure people understand how the present is tied to the past and how if we want to get to like a real equitable and real equal future we can't keep running from this stuff we need to learn from it and you know this this whole thing with trump um even winning the election right in 2016 van jones i think is kind of uh coined as coming up with this phrase called white lash and they kind of define it as there's a few i've seen several different definitions of it so i'm just going to give you all of them um one it signifies a definite and a determinate action in retaliation for the mobility of blackness that is an assertion of white supremacy it is a counter-revolution against the black man 
it's a dramatic racial progress in America, um, which <laughs> which inevitably is followed by you know this this white lash, which happens which has happened several times before. After the Civil War and Reconstruction, there's this huge fight we get, this counteraction. Um, And after, which lasts like 100 years almost, and then after the Civil Rights Movement of the 50s and the 60s um, with Reagan, and then after Obama with Trump, and mm. I mean, we're living in another one of these moments right now, and it's very clear what's happening. People say, like, well, people, I'm not gonna give everybody that much credit. There are a <laughs> large number of people who feel like, you know, people should have equal rights, should people right. should be able to just go about and live their life as equals. You know, regardless of what they believe in, what they look like, you know, what they have in between the legs, like, you should just be able to go out and live. And yet, there are people who, when a group is put down and oppressed, and they're like, yo, like, get your foot off my neck, like, I want to go. And they want to stand up. So, like, they're on the ground with a foot on their neck. Right. right? Black people have a foot on their neck from white people. And they're like, I want to get your foot off my neck. And I want to stand up. Give me like, give me a hand maybe, or you know mm-hmm. what? No, just let me stand up. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Let me stand up. Mm-hmm. And then like the foot goes on your back. Like get your ass back down. Yeah. Like that's what that is. Like whoa, 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 whoa. We broke your legs, right? So you can't really get up. You could probably use this arm to get up and stand up so that we could be equal. But wait, you want me to sacrifice the energy of my biceps for you to stand up on the legs that I broke already? Hmm. Hmm. I, something like that just don't that just don't sit right with me. Yeah. So I wanted us to just have like more of a conversation. Um, so you bring up a great point, and it it makes me want to ask: Should we jump into like maybe some of the overview, like an overview of the causes, or kind of what this white lash looks like? I want to see what does white lash look like. Look like That's okay. a term that I don't think many people have really heard. You yeah. mentioned this on another episode, mm-hmm. and you didn't even have a word for it. Yeah, I didn't know it was a word. And then I was on Twitter Thursday or Friday, whatever, whatever yesterday. I mm-hmm. think I texted you while you were driving yes, down. Yeah. And I, so I was on Twitter, and I see this like definition. And I'm like, yo, this, I said this before, but I was just kind of hypothesizing um, I didn't like dig, dig deep or do any like real research looking at that specific thing. So white lash <laughs> kind of looks like a great example is voter suppression. So when we talk about it kind of kicking off in reconstruction, during that time, um, there are blacks, there is a black senator in 1870 that gets elected, and there are six other black men that get elected to the House of Representatives. And then there are hundreds of black people that actually get elected to state legislate, like state political um, positions. And the, the defeated white Confederacy was not having it. Um, We've talked about the shit that happens with Rutherford Hayes and how they there there was a a very close 
a presidential race. And he basically agreed, I will pull the, the troops out of the South if I win the presidency. If you guys give me the, 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 confirm the votes for me for the presidency. So the troops are pulled out. Reconstruction then completely collapses because now black people really in mass with no protection are getting attacked. They're getting murdered. Poll taxes become a thing. Literacy tests are a thing. We talk about this in some of the voting episodes. All these things are put in place. Uh, gerrymandering that happens. And vo so voter suppression becomes this huge thing. And it, it's not on accident, you know? Like, there's a reason why these white people did not want black people to vote. Because clearly when they went out to vote, black people ended up in positions of power. They weren't trying to have that shit. They <laughs> will all. not have it. There was, um, you know, you saying that, and it made me think about what I just showed you a couple hours ago mm -hmm. about when I was doing this research for our next episode. There was this Colfax County in Georgia. And right after those troops got pulled, they had um, um, a battle, basically, in that town to where there were 150 Negroes that got killed and then three white people that got killed. And they put up a monument about it that still stands that was like, hey, we got the carpet bag out of there. Yeah. And for those of you who are listening, the carpet bag was the Southern Democrat way of talking about black people in government and then the white sympathizers of that mm -hmm. who were also in government and they called it a carpet bag government mm -hmm. and like they have a monument set up for getting them out and that is another incidence of this white lash and yeah it was very very modern yeah incidents of this um i put threatening and killing government officers and activists but it's really beyond that and is everyday black people period but specifically attacking we you know we hear these stories about um all the times that martin luther king was harassed in some way prior to being assassinated all these other major civil rights activists um that crosses are burning and the a black family that moves into a you know a neighborhood they're the only black family a cross being burned mm -hmm. in their in their yard, bricks being thrown into their house, like mo mo what are those things called? Molotov cocktails. Oh yeah, yeah. Being thrown into people's houses where their where their children are, you know, their family is living. Just complete disregard because fuck that. Who do y'all who do who do y'all niggers think y'all are? Yo, fuck out of here. Like this white lash can go from being something as drastic as. You know, Barack Obama being a black man winning presidency to something like you moved into a neighborhood mm -hmm. that white people did not feel like you should live in. Mm -hmm. And now your life is in danger because even at this small scale, you're affecting them very directly with your presence. Mm -hmm. And this aspect of when, when that that definition of white lash being when black people are gaining something and it becomes its own threat as if like in this you know people talk about growth mindset right in a mm -hmm. whole like motivation world growth mindset right there this is a scarcity mindset yeah. of black people are gaining positions of power they're gaining homes they're gaining you know jobs they're growing businesses and 
now it's like a threat on my own sense of having anything so it must go yeah and we'll definitely come back to that um and this other sense of white lash are these laws that completely take us almost like if we get five steps they take us 35 steps back think about all the things that were put in place uh, after the Civil War ends and Reconstruction starts and they're talking about giving black people land and giving them um, things that will help them become mem- actual actual citizens now, right? And then productive members of society that can you know, be included and be working within actual economy and with business. They, hospitals and colleges are built during this time. Like I just mentioned earlier, there are black people that make it to these government positions that can talk on black people's behalf and violence comes and the laws come right after saying, oh no, 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 we actually can't do that. Um, So we're going to go back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And while you might not be physically in chains again, you can be if you get arrested. So then how do we make it easier to arrest people? Yeah, um, please do, you know, I don't want to tell them please not to do anything. I will eventually. But I think sometimes this is people, right? A lot of us want to have this disposition of altruism towards others. So we think, are people really that fucked up? And there are other people who generally just walk around like, you know, people are just scumbags. Yeah. But, like, there's a lot of people who want to give the benefit of the doubt. People are that bad. And it's like, no, nigga, yes, they were. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was that bad. And, you know, all that goes into, like, they would call slaves lazy, like, people mm-hmm. that you're forcing to work for free, right? Mm-hmm. And all these things of, like, they need to be better, this, that, and the third. And while those things were false, like, just forced labor, now they're free and they have this opportunity to go and be quote unquote contributing members of society. Right. That was the word I couldn't think of. Oh. I was like really struggling. Like, what is that word? Why can't I think of it? <laughs> it was that contributing. <laughs> and it's like, why are you getting in their way? Like, why won't you let them? Why won't you let us just do what is what everybody else wants to do in peace? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, create money, go grow food, go raise kids go play sports and go create invent things like we just do that in peace and it's like no like nigga we don't like y'all yeah um yeah so if we're thinking about like rollback laws would be jim crow Mm -hmm. which almost lasts for a hundred years and then right off of the civil rights movements uh you know when reagan comes and becomes president we get the war on drugs that not only does it completely heighten the number of prisoners in America, it disproportionately targets black people. So the percentage of black people, black men specifically maybe, um, the percentage of black men in jail do not coincide with the the percentage of black people there are in this country Mm. that is not because of what we're gonna get to some of the causes (laughs) of this um oh man yeah so kind of like what you mentioned earlier one of one of the 
causes for these for this white lash um and for this just kind of very militant and aggressive response political response is this fear like this fear of racial equality believing either by giving uh black people or people of color more things will be taken away from white people or if they're allowed to do more things it won't it'll be a level playing field so now we won't get the advantages that we've been given some people are very aware of the privilege some people might be the former where they don't and it's their own ignorance they might not be aware of the privilege that they have they think their privilege is something that will be stripped from them like Mm. oh i won't be able to do x y and z and you know fear is a great motivating factor you know especially to incite uh anger i feel like and you think like psychological studies people care more about not losing things than mm-hmm. they care about gaining them and winning them yeah if you put somebody in a game where it's like hey you put up 10 bucks and you might win 10 bucks but you could lose it they'd rather just not play mm-hmm. and they'd rather just focus on how can i keep my 10 bucks right and when you think about it think about it in that light white people are very much aware of this privilege i mean there's some that are not um and they generally live in bubbles right Mm -hmm. but as soon as you start interacting with other types of people and you start getting these stories about you know ways that things are blocked or different difficulties you know white people start coming like oh wow i do have this thing or on the other hand they're taught that they do but they're not taught about in the light of like oh like we did all this oppressive thing it's like you're better than them yeah so you have that i guess that's how i meant to explain it this idea of not realizing their privilege is not that they don't actually realize it. It's that they think it's something else. Mm. You know, they think it's something that is actually a right of theirs because white supremacy (laughs) and there are people like we saw the other day that truly, truly believe in white supremacy. Um, And we have all the pseudoscience to thank for that that was happening in the 17th and 18th century by you know medical professionals by professors by preachers by politicians people of power that lay people will listen to are pumping these ideas that black people are less than they are physically genetically biologically mentally inferior they're lazy, which is why they're enslaved. They're violent, which is why they're enslaved. They're wild rapists, you know, which is why they're enslaved. You have to beat the humanity out of a person to be able to treat them and do those types of things to them, right? And you have to make sure everyone feels that way, not just the people that are engaged in slavery, so the people at large won't rise up and try to go to bat for these people as well. Yeah, that's um, shit. That's literally what happened. And when you when you process that, it's like, yo, this is quite a psychological <laughs> oh, it uh, plan. Like yeah. you, this just doesn't happen accidentally. And even if it wasn't forethought long in advance, these things get forethought steps in advance. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like what do we do with this? How do we tweak that? How do we make it so that this is easier to handle? Mm -hmm. Oh, there's people starting to like 
believe that this isn't a good idea, so mm. now we should go against it. Um, or, or now we should double down. And th- that line, like, you know, this fear, right, of losing this, they're taught that there is this righteousness now, right? Instead of maybe just even privilege, like we might look at it like privilege, but to some of these people, this is like uh, their, their white righteousness. Like oh, I'm, yeah. this is my, this is my, what is the thing where you get passed down something? Like my legacy. Inherited? Inheritance. Yeah. My inheritance. Like mm-hmm. this sense of, you know, America, like this is mine. Like all of this is mine. And so you are an alien. Like you were dust. Mm-hmm. And now you want to be my equal. Mm-hmm. And while not, not but there are some people who literally think like that. And there are other people who they don't want to say that they think like that. But they feel that they're special because of this American legacy. And even if they might feel bad about it, they still feel like they are. Because it's one thing to, like, yes, feel that you're special because of this, you know, privilege that you have of, of being white. But it's another thing to now recognize it and feel guilty about it, but, like, still hold on to it. Like, I mean, I don't feel great about this, but, like, I don't want to not have it either. Yeah. It's a whole different thing to look at it and be like, this doesn't make no damn sense, mm-hmm. which is where people should be. This don't make no damn sense, and it shouldn't exist. Because just because you feel guilty about this doesn't mean that you want to give it up. You're just going to feel guilty about it when you're at a Tuesday night getting drunk on Japanese whiskey. <laughs> oh, yeah. we Should we take one quick break to talk about our drinks? Yes. Yeah. Um, so quick pin on the race talk. Uh, I So this is what prompted uh, Donald, I think, to call me a connoisseur because I bought a bottle of... Japanese whiskey it's the first time that I've actually ever had Japanese whiskey so I got the Suntory whiskey Toki the Toki is like I think the the bottom one um in this brand but it's this brand um makes a really really good Japanese whiskey if if anyone has listened to um Everything is Love by Jay-Z and Beyonce. She she shouts out Yamazaki on ice. It is the high end of like this whiskey, and it's not cheap. I mean, this wasn't cheap either. Um, But I bought this Japanese whiskey, honestly, because I was looking at the wall. And I was thinking about getting a bourbon so we can make hot toddies. And I'm Mm. looking at the wall, and there are all these bourbons, and they're like, you know, from Kentucky. And I was like, you know what? I don't feel like supporting these white men in Kentucky right now. Fuck y'all. I'm going to get this Japanese whiskey and call it a damn day (laughs) until I do some more research. I was going to get a bottle of Uncle Nearest, but they didn't have any. Mm. So we got we got the Japanese whiskey. Nice. And it's pretty good, actually. I like it. Yeah, it's not. It goes down like smooth enough. Like it's not um, doesn't burn your throat. Yeah. It doesn't make your stomach all hot. Mm-hmm. And it's a sweet and spicy finish, which is a word that we use a lot anyways. <laughs> sweet and spicy for sure. And I think with the ice cube, like once a, a, once the ice melts a little bit, it softens it up, mm. at least for me. Um, this, I'm, I'm really impressed. This label looks like those old Japanese movies. So I would sometimes watch like these old ninja movies mm-hmm. that were filmed in like the 80s mm-hmm. i don't know why they were good <laughs> and like just the the font reminds me of like 
not be just because of the, the characters are obviously Japanese, but like even the English fonts just make me think of like the movies and it has this like white label that goes around mm-hmm. it. So it's kind of like, you know, a lot of those movies are like on the countryside. So yeah. this makes me think of the countryside. Yeah, it's very... It's very, I feel like, clean and kind of minimalistic. Yeah. But still, like, the detail is still there with the script, you mean? Um, yeah, I I love it. I'm also one of those people. I will buy bottles of alcohol, wine probably in particular, based off the label, based off of I think I'm going to get a cool cork or not. That is like a motivating uh, factor for me when I'm picking out wines. Oh, yeah. You have this collection of corks. Yeah, I do. Where was I just at the other day? My Airbnb mm-hmm. in Virginia Beach. The, the, the host, they have like this wreath of corks. That is like a piece of art hanging on the wall. It right. actually looks really neat. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I didn't realize cork collecting was like a thing. Like you have a... There's like 50 corks in there. Like yeah. how do you even... When well, do you look at them? Like, what are you going to do when that gets full? When it gets full, when it gets full, knowing me, I'll probably have, <laughs> I've thought about maybe making like just a huge cork board. Um, is that why those are called that? Because they're made out of cork? Yes, that is why they're called cork board. <laughs> is, is cork a material? Yeah, it's like uh like um I don't want to say pulsated. It's basically the I think the bare scraps of wood. Like nothing else can be done with this mm. wood. Y'all hear Mushed me ask this question wood, super quiet. What she said? You hear me ask this question super quiet cuz I didn't want to say it that loud. <laughs> Is that what it's called a corkboard? So it's like the messy leftover shit of wood production. Yeah. At least originally. Some of these, like, I don't know if they're, like, uh, mixed with, like, wild ingredients. Because you can just never put anything past companies that are, <laughs> like, money first. I'm going to tell you that. Yo, for real? <laughs> I don't think people realize. Just, like, back in, like, the 30, 30s and the 40s, these companies would really sell you any fucking thing. Like, especially if it was chemically, you used it. You know, it could be anything. People were putting, like, arson on their face. You know, there was arsenic and the makeup. People were drinking, mer- like, literally given mercury for multiple ailments. Um, Coke was, like, a prescribed thing. And Coke isn't necessarily, it's not inherently bad, but it's very, it can get out of hand. <laughs> You know, <laughs> um, yeah, people were just, I mean, using all types of shit with no real understanding of like the repercussions. Yeah, I think it's wild. So in this line of, I don't say the line of work, in this, this is really be strong. So when it comes to like people, the type of people sometimes who do work like this and you know, trying to be do socially conscious work, right? Mm-hmm. Follow me here. Okay. There are, you know, pe- the people, people who do socially conscious work versus people who don't. And the end of people who do, they're going to be like people who are like super into this naturalista thing, right? Naturalists. 
Okay. Uh, naturalista, I think that's like actually a gendering term, but just naturalist type of thing, right? Whereas I think people who are like super, like, I'm just going to follow the book, the textbook and run with life that way, they're probably not into naturalist stuff. Right. They're probably not like vegans. They're probably right. not, you know, doing essential oils, all that type of shit. Mm-hmm. So we're over here. There are a lot of people that I meet who are so into the way that people used Someone's to do engine things. engine outside sounds crazy. Yes. Okay, go It's ahead. mad annoying. <laughs> but they're, you know, they're going to be into like all these old techniques and stuff. Mm-hmm. And people, I hate people when they romanticize the past. It's not like everything's yeah. great now. And, you know, Western medicine and all these modern things could be better. But I think people really forget the fact that you know, there's a lot of shit that didn't work that people want to bring back and do and then like they be getting sick or it don't work i'm like nigga because it was proven to be a bad idea a long time ago yeah so that's a great segue to get us back to this i have two points anytime i think about going back to the past clearly the first thing is like girl you're black how are you going back to the past and explaining anything without getting shot first or stabbed first you know like how far back in the past or do you mean just going back to africa like it's going to be tricky for you. The second thought is upon arrival, you would probably pass out from the smell. And so th- that's kind of where my thoughts <laughs> are about the past. Yo, people used to do wild shit 100 years ago, 200 years ago. Like we have this idea of what we're doing now. And yes, our grandmothers are smart and they have all this wisdom. But I'm going to break it to you. Your grandmother was not always right. Don't tell her I said that because yeah. she ain't about to beat my ass. <laughs> she will but be upset. Our grandmother's she not wasn't. always right. Um, yeah, there's the some other... shit that just was a bad idea. Yeah, and um, yeah, so we're here today, um, but we're gonna go back to. Yes, White my grandmothers were smart enough to not <laughs> tell me to do things that would get me fucked up. So we're still here. Um, so one of the other causes that I found was this idea that it's actually our fault the white lash is our fault because we ask for too much too quickly and i found two things that i just thought was pretty funny um so a journalist named robert baker in 1964 who was writing for the washington post described the backlash as white this is a quote resentment of negro boycotts and dramatic protest um and essentially they had determined that they were ill-advised and unreasonable which suggested that white critics should determine the standard for advisable and reasonable protest and ben h bag bagdekin bagdekin b yeah b (laughs) b squared um for the saturday evening post around that same time in the 60s wrote Backlashers are not against a better life for the Negro, but they are strongly against this being achieved at the cost of white tranquility. So black people doing anything that any white person um, like perceives as a stress to them or a nuisance, it's like, see, we're here, but like you're doing too much and you're bothering me. So no, I'm going to come out and actively fight against this now because you annoyed me. That is like the essence of privilege. There's many <laughs> essences of it. That is an essence. Like um, you can find this at any common American university. If you go there and you find people talking about 
these issues, especially cultural issues, especially cultural issues that put white people on their heels. Mm. You, yes, there are some people who are like, man, everybody's so soft that everybody like is all into social justice. No, they're not. There's a lot of there's there's a lot of people who are not into that. There's a lot of people who do not actively want to make the world a better place. Yeah. You go to these campuses and, you know, oh, George Floyd was murdered and all this. And they're like, dog, can you please shut the fuck up? Can y'all not Can y'all not do this in my dorm? Mm-hmm. Can y'all not do this on this floor of this building? Like, can y'all go somewhere else with this? Like, that, you know, like you're, you're getting on my nerves. Somebody died and people are continually dying from this. Bro, I got class at 11. Yeah. Like, well, what did he do? Mm. <laughs> well, what did he do? to like to get himself killed well what did he do and there was something funny out not funny it's funny like when when we when people say funny when you think about black especially for like our white audience right when you see black people making jokes about all this shit Mm -hmm. it's not that it's inherently funny but it's it's foul enough that like why dwell on how foul it is because we're going to anyways yeah there's jokes to be made here do you think that's why black people inherently are more funny like today like specifically in america like yo i've met a lot of funny people in my life i went to a school that was maybe 65 percent white 34 percent black and then other maybe even closer to 35 36 percent black still within that small population and i knew a lot of people in my grade and the grade above me and the grade below me the amount of black people that were just naturally hilarious versus the amount of white people that were naturally hilarious, significantly different. Really? And I wonder if that's a trait that like over time, black people have had to deal with so much and just to get through our day to day, we've made fucking comedy out of it. And so that's like, that's why that exists. I wouldn't be surprised. So I'm thinking about this. On one hand, I think genetically there's probably a pretty common distribution of Collection of genes that yeah. would make people more humorous. For sure. But then there is the, like, that's the nat- so nature versus nurture, the nurture right? Part There's a certain level of nature that mm-hmm. I think probably is evenly distributed. Right. But the nurture part exactly. of what makes comedy, because you have to think about what's actually funny, and often we like laughing at bad things. Mm-hmm. Like, we like laughing at things that would often make us frown. Right. When you live a life, you have a legacy and culture where bad things are constantly happening to you. The nurture part of that kicks into where, like, you're you get raised to make fun of these things. Like, you you watch your older siblings, your parents, your uncles and aunts, and you know these community people make fun of the bad things that happen to them. So you grow up at eight years old, like learning to crack jokes. Whereas exactly. I think if your life is a little bit easier, like those inconveniences probably actually just get on your nerves. Yeah. Versus them just being funny. So you right. get, you know, maybe white people or anybody who even like. Black people who might grow up really well off, who maybe are not as funny, just because they're they're humorous, mm-hmm. but they're just not damn right funny because they don't know how to take things that are like really not that good and just throw them on a wall and throw darts at them. Yeah. Whereas like you're used to just being the dartboard yourself, so it's mm-hmm. easy to take bad things and throw darts at them and have a good time doing it. Yeah. I should look into that. I wonder if there is any type of um, correlation. Um, that would be interesting. And I wonder if there, there's definitely a genetic component, but yeah. you know, as we learn more about that, there are collections of genes that lead to traits, not just like the There is. And you know, this is also like to the side. Um, we talked about 
Sports? Oh, we'll talk about that later. Never mind. I'll cue that in to the later episode. I think we'll make more sense. Um, So, yeah, this white lash shit is a real thing. And what happens when we give in to it? What happens when these attacks, these violent attacks, voter suppression, these this bullshit happens we get these laws right and all that shit does is roll back our progression think about where we would be if reconstruction was able to thrive white people the white people in that had previously been in power solely due to working off of the the free labor of black people would have had a rough go for a while but it was your turn to have a fucking rough go anyway right yeah collectively for women that's another thing but for 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 poor people for people that had been kind of cast to the side equality for free blacks for black people is really equality for everyone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, cause look at the things that we were just fighting to do. And it wasn't just necessarily for black people, but there were so many things that was clear. It was a, it was a specific attack on us. Uh, people forget the difference between race and class very often. And yeah, so we have this halting and these these steps backwards in progression to where we're still fighting about the same fucking thing all this time later, you know? We could have been over 100 years now into people at least based off of color being treated equally. Mm-hmm. Think of how far we could have got. We could have gotten in that time. And even in the evolution of, you know, being able to move forward, improving the mindset of people when that happens. So we talked about this topic of white lash, which, is, again, is this, you know, white backlash of black progress. Mm-hmm. And when you look at that, that still means that there is a lot of work to be done just into the mindset and the culture of America, right, to where... People can actually look at a situation and say, oh, these people are not, you know, they're not, they've been, they've been taken from, things have been taken from them. And so giving back and making them whole is the right thing to do. But there are other people who feel like, you know, making them whole now is taking from them Mm -hmm. and it's, that's not the case. And, you know, people have this false reality of, you know, what they have or, and maybe for some people it is taking from them, but how they got it in the first place they was through exploitation anyways. Yeah. And so now there's backlash and this happens, you know, you mentioned uh, Trump, right? When Barack Obama was president, he did two terms and, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, like this memorial moment. And people were like, yo, we won't have that shit. I mean, there was death threats on this man while he was running after he was president. Still probably gets, he still gets death oh, threats. Oh, for sure. And then what do they do? They f- go and find the most audacious, the worst, the, the worst white guy you could have got to be president. <laughs> the worst, honestly, 
and this is this is the fucking point and it's going to be we're gonna look back on this and maybe 20 or 30 years if hopefully if we have a civil war we will be out of it by then um look back on this and say this was the last straw and everyone else woke up hopefully that's what happens because we don't need to do this shit again Mm -mm. we don't need to do this shit a fourth time like enough is a fucking enough like y'all have it's it's over y'all had a cute little run i'm gonna give it to you in probably a hundred more years you can have all these arguments for the way that people come to power and they hold it there is an argument to be had on the way that white men have been able to just ride this fucking wave and y'all have killed the game you know you've successfully been able to do heinous crimes to treat people like animals and come out practically unscathed but the jig is fucking up and they say it's better to bow out gracefully but clearly for some of these people they're willing to die like straight up they're willing to die for this no one on our side really wants that. We're willing to, there might be people willing to die for equal rights. But that's a real fight. That's like a real, that's not like a, that's not made up out of fake news and some bullshit. And you sitting in your house by yourself, spending 23 hours online, living in your town, your your city of 3,000 people. Maybe there's one white, per, one black person and you're sitting in your house festering and you're pissed off. So, like, sorry, sorry for you, you know, but it's over. And this is like a clearly a desperate plea. And at this point, obviously us black people, we're going to continue to do what we need to do. But where we go from here is on white people, is on the white people in this country getting their other half together or punishing them appropriately. You know, because that's what should happen when you break into, you know, federal buildings. (laughs) The least you think that would be done, right? People have been punished harsher for far less. How do you, like, how is this, how were they able to just casually walk in and then casually walk out? Oh, we we have good good reason to believe that. You know, know, the the enforcement was kind of like, not even just like okay with it. They were probably in on it. They were in on it. Like, because that just doesn't happen. Like, me and you could not just take a drive up to D.C., Go raid the fucking Capitol building with fucking rifles. Like we, I don't, I don't happening. think we could pull that off. It's not happening. And I don't know any of our listeners. I don't know if you've ever been to DC. I've been to DC a few times. I've let been me in tell there. you, there are people out there that you can't see that's watching shit because of the, uh, that's our nation's capital. The president's there. Our Congress people are there, going to work every day. There are snipers. There are people that are there. Secret service. There are security. There are people that are in positions to make sure that our our elected government officials are absolutely safe at all times. Yes, they have secret service people like, and just plain clothes, just out and about. And that's just and you know like not only do the do the Congress people have a security detail in some capacity, the building does as well. <laughs> yeah, like that just doesn't happen, like. For the, y'all are thinking like, oh, it was that easy? Like, there was a meme. It was like fucking uh, Saddam Hussein. It was like, you're telling me all I had to do was walk up to the front door? 
Yeah, the reason why that meme is incorrect, though, is because you are brown. (laughs) Someone would have stopped you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's crazy. And we think of these capital, this Capitol building is not a high school with a security guard. It's not even like the Met, you know, in New York that has security. It's not places that you even have to simply go through a metal detector. Like they have real security there. Like it's 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 the thing. I went um, so years ago. I used to do this internship with a group called Foster Club. Mm-hmm. We did like foster advocacy work, and so like I got to do you know a few political um, uh, legislative things. So in there, I got to go to these. Uh, I forget what the building was. I think one of them was the Capitol building, and then there was another building that I don't remember where I went to. And this is a little funny thing. So there's a Secret Service. Then there's the quote unquote unsecret service. <laughs> so I went into the building for like the metal detector or whatever, and it was this guy, and he had a, a vest on that said secret service. And I was like, why does your vest say the secret service? Like, isn't that supposed to be a secret? <laughs> he was like, um, well, yeah, but for this kind of detail work, we just wear our vest so that you know that we're the secret service, so that you know to talk to us, mm-hmm. and that you know that we're the people handling metal detectors. And I was like, Interesting. So there's a secret service, but then there's the unsecret service. That's my little thing. <sighs> the point of all of that, that Donald and I just They said, got past the unsecret service yeah, and the secret service. They have, like, I think, I think we're still maybe caught up in the fact that it just happened. Oh, yeah. But a band of fucking people... Some with weapons, some with like actual violent intention, raided our federal, a federal building, the building where our elected officials, our elected state representatives and senators do their fucking job. And people died. And people died. Like we're making jokes, but like people died. And they walked out of there. And, and obviously today we're seeing people being identified. We're, people, we're seeing people being arrested. But... They're not being condemned they're not on a national stage no, in a way not. that they've condemned other, others for doing yeah. stuff. Um, the way that, you know, when George Floyd was murdered, they tried to pull, well, they did pull his whole rap sheet, right? Or mm-hmm. he had an illegal $20 bill anyway, and that's why that happened. When Brianna with Taylor was fast asleep, they tried to put some shit on her boyfriend, tried to flip her ex-boyfriend to justify why they did that shit. They go through leaps and hoops and bounds to justify... The killing of unarmed black people, but even within talking about these people storming a U.S. federal building, they are not being like actively vilified. You They're know, they're not being. They should have got fucking shot first of all. I'm just gonna if say we're that. Keeping it a buck. <laughs> but they're not even being like condemned. Like, okay, yeah. yes, Joe Biden made a thing. Like, great. But like, all they still these made it out alive. And they handcuffs. made it out alive. If they got put in handcuffs. Like, it's just such, oh my God, this really happened. Not because it happened, but because of what didn't happen in response to it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it's it's mostly out there. Be, you know, there are people like, you know, it's a bad idea. But this is something that would be on all the sports shows, all these other things Everywhere. being talked about. Like, these are terrible people. And I'm sure in, you know, parts of the media, they are being condemned. 
Um, yeah, I've seen that, of course, but at a national, federal level, this is like, you know, Trump's whole thing was like, oh, you should go home. Yeah. Bad and maybe, idea. Maybe we're being too early because it just, it did just happen a few days ago. So I'm even willing to, to be kind of an optimist and give them a few weeks. But if in a few weeks... Uh, details about these people don't start rolling out and they look at them in the same light, then it's it's very clear that... Oh, protesters. So you, so you do have the ability to see someone did a crime and not... Uh, but but that's the, that's the difference. Like we can't even... We can't even um, really compare because these people were in the middle of doing a illegal treasonous act and the black people that we've mentioned were killed most of them were not in the middle of an illegal act when they you know were murdered they were just existing so my last note um before we get out of here tony morrison um the author has this quote saying in this country american means white everybody else has to hyphenate and i mean it's correct um like i was saying earlier i think you know us as black people we've done so much to try to educate it's literally as soon as diversity and inclusion pops up, it's like the only time they want to nominate black people to like head a board or like be on the chair or the Yo. panel. <laughs> That's a whole nother thing. That I got a thing right now that you brought that it up. That we can get into. Is it going to be long? No. Okay. So one of my clients' birthday was right before the new year. Mm-hmm. And so I went running with her. And she, um, there's this other white lady that runs a running group. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, she seemed like a cool lady. So we're out running, and I was just there to go run with her. I didn't really want to – I wasn't impressed about meeting these people, doing any hard networking. Right. I wasn't even trying to recruit. I was just out to run and support her. And, I, like, her kid and, like, one of my other clients came out running. So we're running, and at some point, like, the group kind of just differs, and I was chatting with the lady who ran the group. So she's getting to know me. My, my, my client kept talking about me, so she's like, oh, she, he coaches this, and he has a gym. So, like, I'm not just now the random black guy that showed up because she's there, mm-hmm. but I'm like, oh, this professional that's there that does this. And so, you know, we're running, and she's telling me this stuff, and I'm, we're having conversation about her health and, like, her injury or whatever. And so she starts telling me about their, their running club. The running club, they have like a board, they have bylaws and fucking elections. I was oh, like, wow. I didn't so know running clubs thing. did all that. Like, <laughs> there's like 12 of y'all. <laughs> and so she's telling me this, and then the thing drops. Because at this point, she's starting to like get me. She wants me to be interested in the running group. She goes and points this lady oh, out. Oh, God. And you know what I'm about to say. Oh, my God. And, and such and such over there, Joanne, I don't know is in charge of our diversity committee. And I just fucking roll my eyes like, oh. Congratulations, Joanne. <laughs> Good for you, girl. Um, yeah, it's one of those things that we see a lot, that I see a lot being at a university. And I'm sure it happens a lot in the, in, in the kind of shit that you do as well. Because mm-hmm. diversity and inclusion is like this hot thing to talk about, right? Um, 
it's kind of like if there's anything about blackness or being a person of color let's go to a black person outside of that we don't actually need to hear from you at all um but that's a different conversation while i'll gladly take your money if you want to train (laughs) with me because i'm black i have personally and i'm not even going to say this is right Mm -hmm. but i've kind of sometimes felt unwilling to like go out of my way to label myself as a black owned business and it has has nothing to do with me not wanting to label that way but there's some part of me that doesn't want people to do business with me simply because of that because you're black yeah like i don't know it feels disingenuous i um saw some things i actually think it was a room on clubhouse that was it was literally about why you should still it was called like why you should still um label yourself as a black owned business or something like that i didn't enter it's like grants and stuff you can get yeah i didn't enter the room you know i it's it's a thing that i i should have now looking back just to like hear some people's perspectives um because it definitely is a statement that you make when you decide to label yourself as that if you decide to advertise your clients or your products and you use um people from all different backgrounds now it's not now you just you look like a business right like a business like all these other look american look you look american right but if you go to someone's page and it's very specific that all the models or all the people that are uh, that have bought the product that you might be that you might be sharing all the um, workers or whatever like they're all the people in the, the the photos are black it sends a message and for some white people or some other non-black people they might think oh this is just for black people like this isn't mm-hmm. I shouldn't support this isn't my thing um, so yeah I think it's a spectrum we should definitely talk about that a bit more but uh yeah so i closed out with the tony morrison thing and and i like just want to double down on this fact that we brought out the diversity and inclusion because i was just saying how black people have done try to do so much in terms of education and we're now at a point where i feel like we've reached all the people that we can reach now it's on white people you have to talk to your your uncle or that uncle's kids, your cousins who've been listening to your uncle for 20 years and change their mind. They're not going to listen to us because they don't even look at us as real humans. They look at us and see people that are always playing the victim or people that are dangerous or people that are violent or people that bring all these things upon themselves, even though this whole white lash thing is them playing the victim. Like, oh, my God, you're going to take this away from me. Oh, my God, my head, my peace of mind. You're stressing me out because you like want to be able to vote. You the same education as me? <laughs> you want to be able to vote and you want to be able to go to a school that's good. And, you, you know, you like you want to integrate my mind child school because apparently the math department is better and it's stressing me out and i don't like it so don't i'm fighting teach my kids you. how to dance um it's up to y'all like that's just kind of where we're at and yeah so yeah we want to close that out um remember whatever helps us helps all of us um, for sure i have a great friend amber thompson she runs an organization called leaders of change and we had a conversation i did like an interview with her mm-hmm. and she talked about when you help the people at the bottom of your society, everybody benefits because the type of things that you need to create to help make sure that they're good because generally the people at the bottom often were pushed down there. Right. So if you help them, it makes everything else better. Go up. 
So if you don't have to spend all this money on government assistance, that money is still going to be out and circulating. It's just going to be out and circulating in different ways. So I'm going to close this point out, and I want you all to think, without racism, and remember from our previous episode, the U.S. economy lost 19, sorry, $16 trillion due to racism in the last 20 years. Imagine how many F-35s the military could have purchased if it wasn't for <laughs> racism. And with that note, we'll catch you on the next episode of The Black Codes. Bye.